OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks, Mr. Mauer. Beep you! <laughs> I like to just throw you off. And P underscore features hello internet p features hello internet <laughs> mauer <laughs> what he's not doing to me i can't do it you back d- you didn't do it he didn't do it to you and he hasn't done it to you shut while. shut up shut up you shut up. You, you shut your you, mouth when you're talking to you me. features hello internet thank you all right, welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about the news. The new news. <laughs> Where's the boom? Where's the earth-shattering kaboom? <laughs> what was that, Marvin the Martian? <laughs> what voice were you making? Marvin the Martian? <laughs> well, you don't like Marvin the Martian? I think I really just lost features. <laughs> it's not hard to do. Welcome back. <laughs> Go back to Earth, too? You, you want to try that again? Where we talk about the news. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, we're just going to keep moving. That's the um, comic related current events. Comic related current events. Comic related current events. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got playing of, along at home. Oh, hey, hey, hey. What? Hey. hey. We got a lot of things to talk about. Did you just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, first off, we got to talk about the fact. Well, we're not going to start here, but Walking Dead actually killed somebody who matters. So, yeah, that's, that's something we're going to talk about. And casting for the thing finally hit rock bottom. Jesus. Mm. Wow. Wow. That was like, if there's ever such thing as a nerd dad joke, that was amazing. That, I don't know who wrote it, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. He said he's proud of me. Yeah. Did like, you, you wanted to take credit for that? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it. What was the thing that you're going to talk about? I'm going to talk about Swamp Thing dying mm-hmm. and Lucifer going to hell. Oh. No way. That's the thing that happened. It's <laughs> a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, we, got a, we got plenty of things to talk about, so let's just jump right into comics. And the thing that we're going to start off is a character that we've probably never talked about on this show, and a character that probably hasn't entered many people's minds in quite a long time, and that is Omac. And Omac uh, is a character. Yeah, right. No. I, I'll be honest. I have Omac number one, and I have no idea why. Legends. <laughs> you have Omac number one? I do, and I have no idea why. Like, here's the thing. When I was going through my comics and I realized I had Omac, like the first Omac, I didn't really care. It was just like in the rest of my books. And then I went to a bunch of comic shops that had it up on the wall, like the wall books. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, I'll pull that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that with the rest of my nice ones. I don't know why it's there, but I got it. Uh, um, but yeah, so Brian Michael Bendis, um, it, there's tease that this is a book that he might take over. Um, Mr. Maurer. So I'm confused. You're right. Omac started off as like a hive mind type thing. It originally started off as observational metahuman activity construct. And then it became omni mind and community. It was a project like 
they designed these like robot things that did it. Then it looks like it became a hero and it's got powers and it honestly when I first like the, the actual cover of the comic that I have, it looks like a dude throwing a baseball and I I thought it was a sports bug. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Manhunters. But he's been on Batman and the Outsiders recently. I mean, he's been through a lot. Batman seven hundred talks about him. Um so it's just weird. Like it's like virus, like digital viruses being activated in humans, and uh, it's not a character that I, I can say. Brian Michael Bendis' whole run with DC so far is just, it's been strange, and just in general. It feels like he's like, you know what, I'm going to take these characters that nobody really cares about, and I'm going to use them as I, I wish. Which is good. I mean, I'm glad that you're, you're trying to you know, rebuild franchises, we'll say. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold on... on oh, Mac. Well, I don't know if I'm sold on OMAC. Here, I don't know. Maybe it's great. Here's what I'm going to say about Brian Michael Bendis. We're not getting the Brian Michael Bendis that we fell in love with. We're getting Brian Michael Bendis who almost died and wants to leave a mark. And his, it almost feels like he's trying too hard with some of these things. Mm, like, I don't think, when maybe. he did the Ultimate Universe, I don't think he was like, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to plan this, and this is going to be my legacy here, and I'm going to make sure that I hit diversity and new characters, and bring old characters back. Mm-hmm. He just did it. But now, when he got that flash of death, and he was on his deathbed, and he has this second chance, now it really feels like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I hit this, and I want to do this. I want to have this for this person's uh, child that passed away, and I want to do this. It's just a lot of... I don't know. It feels like he's trying too hard. Mm. Now, his Superman books were good. Well, it's going to be the DC Millennium books, but... I think it, let's just, until we know more about what's going on, because there's a tie into Legion to the superheroes, because that's something supposedly he's going to be working on, but nobody really understands how these things are connecting just yet. So more to come on that. Let's, uh, let's talk about something that we all really want to talk about. Well, maybe Maurer doesn't, but I think Features and I do, which is the X-Men and Jonathan Hickman. Because Jonathan Hickman is just so good at what he does. Yeah. And the fact that he's taking over the X-Men, I mean, I know a lot of people are sad that the X-Men books are being kind of shelved until Hickman comes out. Like they're pretty much like, and you're done. <laughs> Hickman said yes, so you're saying we're saying no to you. Um if you're unaware of Jonathan Hickman, he's just a phenomenal writer who who revamped um uh the Fantastic Four and he did the Secret Wars um recently. That's his big, his big claim to fame recently. And uh, it's his work is just stellar, and the way that he writes is is usually pretty confusing. But then the ta- the like the end result, the culmination of all of the confusion you go through for his entire run, the payoff is usually just so wonderful. So we're starting to get that same kind of confusion that you come to expect with a Hickman book. And he posted an image on Twitter that I, I don't know what it Aliens is. Aliens created mutants. I thought it was a QR code. <laughs> I really did. Too. I thought Menti created a QR code for something and accidentally put it in the wrong note. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks cool. We've got conventions coming it up. It kind of looks like the writing from The Flash when he first came out it of the Speed like Force. It looked like Kryptonian writing. Yeah. It, it looks like any 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 non-human writing that we've seen in science fiction. <laughs> like It looks like an amalgamation of all, like, it's Every Star Trek, Star Wars writing you've ever seen, it's just, it's all nonsense writing. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm excited for these books. You are? You're not? Was it House of, House of X, Power of Ten? I get real or scared. Power of, I'm just, Power of X, House of Ten? Yeah. Something like that? 
Is uh, it, there's an X in both, but one means 10 and one means X. Power of 10, House of X. Okay. Uh, I just get scared that it's going to be too much on the world building and, and changing everything so drastically. I like the smaller scaled books. Well, there's only yeah, 128 but, mutants. So. And well, and beyond that, <laughs> X-Men be X-Men haven't been a small scale story in a very long but time. But you still got some. Like, you still... From time to time. When you but, had the teams, they were still going against and rescues and this and that. Sure, but then the brood was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not... X-Men had like... X-Men like in space. Of, a lot Fun. of outer space stories. Probably more than... More than uh, the Avengers did. That's probably true. Uh, he what he said about it is he said uh, he said one House of Ten or excuse me House of X is a story uh, about a pivotal 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 moment in the history of the X Men where everything changes from uh, mutants on Earth. Uh, the other Power of Ten is a story about the history of mutants in the Marvel Universe. It works as a series uh, of reveals and revelations where each issue of House of Ten and power of x uh well that follows power of x and vice versa um so i don't know how i feel about that because i usually hate when stories do that where like you need to read both for it to be a thing you know what i mean i'm i'm over this before it started why let it go to trade let me see what it is if he screws it with too much or makes it too what was the last time you read an x-men book gambit and rogue so so then why nine are months you, ago why are you... six months ago and then before that Anything Gambit's featured in normally? What was the last X-Men book you read? Not a character. X-Men Blue when they relaunched it. And how many of those did you read? Six. They stopped at, what, ten? Right. And so you didn't pick up Red, Black, any of those? No. So you're not the biggest modern X-Men fan. Well, no. <laughs> and what then they've done that, modernly is they put a lot of really crappy... I used to read X-Men all the time when they had cool members on the team, but now they're just putting characters that don't matter on the team. It's because a lot of characters are dead. Gloss is alive. Storm's alive. Jean Grey's alive again. Cyclops <laughs> again. is dead, but that's okay. He's not. No, back. he's back. Oh, yeah. Wolverine's but back. That's, that's my point, though. <laughs> that's my point <laughs> that you missed that pivotable moment. Pivotable. Pivotable. pivotable? Where that's, I think that should be the name of the issue is pivotable. <laughs> that's pivotable. <laughs> that was the worst thing I've Did you just try to do? You try to do Frank doing Charles Barkley saying pivotable? Yes. All right, I've never, I didn't, I, we're going to have to end to one, end to two. Earth two! If you're new around here, that's where I'm not sure how you bring up point A to point B. I'm feeling beautiful. a little weird. Um, But even with Wolverine gone, they still had all the core characters. They could have put them together. And we know it's because of all the movie franchises that did it on purpose. And that's why. But even before then, people weren't really big. I mean, X-Men hasn't really been relevant in a long time. I'd say schism, where you know the Jean Grey school was first being you know coming into its fold. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the last time that they've really been relevant. Yep, and that's around the time they started breaking the teams all up and thinking, well, you're good enough, well, you can have your yeah, but own. That's team. not new either. That was in the '90s. Did the same thing, and they were relevant back then. But so- they still had that one book that had all of them that they go back to. If they do that, you still had an X Men, an Uncanny X Men book that had. The majority of the characters you cared about. Here's the thing. When we, like, look at Aquaman recently, right? The Aquaman books, nobody really cared about for the longest time. And the recent Aquaman Rebirth books, where they're, like, expanding what the Aquaman world is like, have been very cool. Would you agree? Yeah. If they're doing the same thing with the X-Men and putting them back on the pedestal that they, they, be, they belong at Marvel... I'm all for it. And I think if anybody can pull that off and pull them out of the irrelevancy that they've been in, Hickman. I think that's going to be Hickman. 
Because what Hick, I mean, Hickman made Fantastic Four cool again. When was the last time you can say that? And not only did he do it, he tied it in with Old Man Logan. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And he did it in a great way. So, like, we, we finally got the, the answer of what happened to Baby Hulk. Where, where'd Baby Branner go? Well, we know now because of Hickman. I mean, in general, the things that he's been able to pull off. Look, look, take a look at Secret Wars. Secret Wars is one of the most ambitious Marvel stories I've ever heard of in my life. Could you imagine being the writer when Marvel said, hey, we want you to write a story that ties in every story arc that Marvel's ever made into one coherent thing? I'm sorry, one more time? Hickman. If, Hickman can do it. I think, I'm, I'm actually very excited for X-Men again, and it's more because I can't because believe you're a Fantastic Four fan. <laughs> I'm not a Fantastic Four fan, but but I love Hickman's Fantastic Four. I, all right, okay. You know, well, I'm supposed to be a Fantastic Four fan. Well, you've caped for them before, yeah, because they're they're relevant. They they stand. They 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 they're an important. Part. They're important. I just they're intrinsically important. Even his to book with them, I still never like. It wasn't enjoyable. I just what with the Council of Reeds. No. And the whole, all the lobotomized dooms and the, the body of Galactus. Reed's whole, smart enough as himself. We don't need a whole bunch of them. Turns out you did. And they were all turned out to be assholes. <laughs> I mean, that's what was so cool about it is they weren't really good guys. That's because well, Reed's Reed not really, really a good guy. So that's what made it interesting. And then you had, you had come to me, my Galactus, when Franklin Richards became, when Galactus was his herald. Like, that was, it was too cool. If he would, and he, the one thing I will thank him for is he got rid of Franklin. He made Franklin cool. He didn't really get rid of him. No, he actually brought him back to the fold when Franklin was <laughs> shooting then, toy guns and real bullets were hitting people. And then put him like, "You're going to go create worlds now." Thank you. Well, that yeah, that's because now you're talking about for Secret Wars, but yeah. in but he at the same time in Hickman's Fantastic Four run, he's the one who made him relevant again. All right, I don't know. I just read the book and you'll understand. Uh, I Look, like smaller, except, smaller worlds. Except for Space Night. But even that was still small. Not nah, really. It took place outer space on a planet made from the Clintars. The Clintars is the dumbest name I've ever heard of, and you were okay with it. But it wasn't <laughs> this like big, vast thing. It was one guy going around. Going around a giant planet full of symbiotes that turned out to be a cage that was holding a god that, was, <laughs> that existed before time. That, what are you talking about? That was easier to wrap my head around. How? What? Read the book and you'll understand. Even you say he's more confusing. No, because no, no, he's purposely confusing the way he writes. He gives you tidbits of information, only enough to get you kind of curious to what that means. The payoff down the line, though, is amazing. It's very Game of Thronesy to that re in that regard. He does a good job of just hitting you with what's important now, so that way when the reveal happens later, it's huge. He, he the way he sprinkles in little bits of information throughout the book that become relevant is great. He's great. He really is a phenomenal writer. No Chris right. Claremont. Well, then that's fair. Um, but I, I bet it's tomatoes, tomatoes, right? It's, it's, they're both great writers. Oh, no, it's, it's not tomatoes, tomatoes. It's apples and oranges. They're different types of writers. <laughs> what about Joker? Well, oh, so the Joker book sounds like it's getting pretty good. So the, I, I, Jason Fabak? Fabak. Fabak? Fabak. Fabak. Go get it. Go get it. I love how features like, no, I don't know how to say it. I, I can say it. Fabak. Fabak. You know, <laughs> I know. He's the artist for this book, and he's been uh, he uh, in a recent interview was talking about that he doesn't want to waste uh, any page on uh, and not give the detail that's deserved for a book of this caliber. Like it's going to be three issues, something along those lines of forty three pages a pop. Um, but it's going to explain how is it possible that there are three Jokers that are running around the main DC universe right now that we've found out from 
uh, it's not Rebirth. There's a Rebirth that we found that out. Right before. No, it was it was Dark Side War, and then Rebirth also brought and that Dark out. Knights. Was it Dark Knights Metal where we found him in the basement? Yes. Right, but that was still just the one Joker. So it was in Rebirth that we saw the screen that had the three Jokers on it, and then in well, Dark no, Side in that, War he, he says was on the Mobius you- chair, and he found out there were three Jokers. Right, but then in the it was either that or right after. Dark Knight's Metal, the Joker in his basement talks about the other two. The Morbius chair, since we're just throwing out terms, the Morbius chair Mobius. is... Mobius. Mobius, excuse me. Morbius more, is the living more, vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Morbius chair is, is, uh, satin. is the um, is Darkseid's brother, right? Yeah. Right? And he's and he was just the god of wisdom. Um, If you watch The Flash, the chair that, what's his name, floated around on was very similar to it. Oh, um, oh yeah, the thinker, but what was his name? It doesn't matter. Thinker. Like, <laughs> let's call him the thinker. When I saw it, I was like, that's kind of like the Mobius Which chair. is funny. Did you know that's what, uh, that? although it's pretty blatant that Thanos is created based on Darkseid, the writers actually said that they created him based after uh, Mobius. Oh, really? Yeah. No, 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 not him. His brother we copied the off guy, of. the, the other guy that just sits all the time. Because that's why he's always in a chair. You know? That's why he sits all the time. Because that guy sits. Dumb. So that's why Darkseid stands all the time? Oh my god. If that's not the worst joke I've ever heard. <laughs> Does he get an Earth 2 for it? I don't know if he deserves it. We could do it like half. Like Earth 2. two. <laughs> um, I do like when he was like, if if it says I'm going to draw 20 cops, I'm going to draw 20 cops in full detail. Like, Yeah, he's not. That's the passion that you want to see in an artist. However, that is going to take forever. This is also the DC Black Label, too. So this is going to be for the more adult reader. Uh, readership that they have so i'm very interested to see what that means is this going to be the joker first wang. baby he just goes joker wang <laughs> is this going to be the first black label book that is in main continuity are we really not concerned um, with the it, fact that baby huey first thing he thought of listen we know wang. he has the, the battle wang on his below the, below the belt joker that's the first thing he thought about he's got the battle wang as his screensaver on his phone he's so. just excited for three of them <laughs> <laughs> What am I going to do with my hands? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. I've never wanted to move on so much in but my uh, life. <laughs> but is this going to be the first black label in main continuity? Oh, yeah. You know what? That is. So that's cool. Because Damned isn't. And then I don't think the Joker, the Joker ones are retail or the Harley ones are retelling, retelling. origin. So, yeah, no, you're right. It is. That's cool. Very cool. Interesting. So how does that work? I don't so know. So like kids can't know the full continuity? I wonder if they're <laughs> going to do like a PG-13 kind well, of Well, they'll recap. probably mention it. Like once you find out when you go into the main continuity, there'll be like a quick breakdown or a splash page. that will be a little story. asterisk. <laughs> when you turn 18. <laughs> yeah, find out what happened. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Who did the Walking Dead kill? This is a spoiler alert for issue 192. Spoiler so, alert. Coral. Say, spoiler alert. No, Coral didn't die. Coral. Um, Coral, the book's about Coral, so no, Coral. that's not true. Uh, but Coral did did uh, was involved. Uh, he had to kill his pops, man. That was that was rough. Aww. So yeah, Rick's finally out. Listen, After almost two hundred issues. Two hundred issues is pretty good for a character to survive on a show. Died on, on his on, back. On, yeah, he got, yeah, took a shotgun blast to the chest in his bed, right, Baby Huey? Died in, in his, his bed. bed. Died in his bed. Baby Huey goes, yeah, he died in bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like, did he get a fever? Cut himself? No, no. Shotgun blast to the chest. <laughs> um, but you know what, Menti? I would promise you 
that if you ever turn into a zombie, I have no problem killing you. I don't think I would need to be a zombie. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think if I say the wrong thing. <laughs> the wrong thing one day. You just push me a little far to the edge. And then he's just going to tell people I was a zombie. <laughs> First ever zombie. Well, really? Can we get some? Uh, no, I burned him I was afterwards. clearing my throat and he goes, ah, zombie. <laughs> yeah, no. No. Features uh, like these guys. Yeah, features, He's features, like, I'm features safe. Features is tapped out. He's just sitting back in his chair. Screw this show. <laughs> Twiddling his thumbs. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. You haven't read the book in like a year anyway, so. No, well, I read up until the Commonwealth, which but is he where likes all this Rick. takes place. And I am a big Rick fan. I, Rick Rimes in the books is phenomenal. And old man Rick, the fact that he lasted 192 episodes or issues is amazing. Uh, Without a hand. Yeah. Yeah. In his cane. I, it was with a hook. And he's still rocking ass. You know, that dude. Rocking ass. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> rocking ass. He's still rocking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I st- we'll get I st- to that later. I said what I said. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's also uh, real quick. Um, let's just talk about top sales uh, in um, May. Who was top sales? Uh, well, deceased, obviously. Duh. Doomsday Clock, obviously. Cool. And then Batman Last Night on Earth. What? That's the the Joker in the yeah. head one uh, that they put the teaser uh, out. Did for? you see oh, the yeah, last yeah. panel of Deceased Three? No. Say it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, um, Alfred kills Batman. Oh, shit. So Batman puts himself, he gets infected with the disease, puts himself in Mr. Freeze's suit to help slow it down, goes around, is like, hey, guys, you know, I can't beat this. You're going to have to move on without me. Damien's there, and he's got, like, a letter for Damien. He's like, Damien, I'm sorry I couldn't do more. Read this. And then all of a sudden, he just cracks through the thing. And Alfred then apologizes and shoots him in the face with a shotgun. I will say that as far as a is a um, zombie comic is concerned, I think this is the most clever way to add zombies to the DC world that I've ever seen. Like, think about Marvel zombies. Like, think about Blackest Night. Every time that they've tried to involve zombies, right? This has been done so brilliantly. By bringing in the uh, the anti life equation as the as the catalyst for causing the the zombie, so output. good. It's brilliant. It's such a cool idea because it plays like a zombie story, but it makes sense why the world is demolished so quickly. Because the anti life equation could travel anyway, and it needs yeah, to. Yeah, should we? Who wants to give a can break down on the anti life equation? So the anti life equation is typically what it's called. It's the anti life equation. It's it's what Dark Side <laughs> has been looking for all this time. It's supposed to like add. To his already infinitesimal amount of power, um, it is literally a mathematical equation that ends life. Yeah, <laughs> it's like saying raspberries taste like raspberries. Yeah, snozberries <laughs> taste like snozberries. <laughs> um, no, this has been done like really, really well. The art in these books are phenomenal. Um, we got to talk with Arthur about it. You know, when we were in Phoenix, like this is probably the most I've been excited for. Uh, zombies uh, zombies in a long time except for black summer on netflix <laughs> I'm, I'm just i mean i'm not just gonna sprinkle that in there to watch that it's awesome all right all right tv show time go ahead lucifer man we so first off i want to say baby huey caught up and loves lucifer now finally oh baby huey loves it and uh <laughs> features have what are you thinking about it now yeah, lucifer's dope Menti, you got to jump on the lucifer train like it's really dope it's it'll it'll it it pulled me in after like the first two episodes and i was like oh this is actually pretty when you get to mid second season and it pulls 
it's not really about like the murder of the week. It's about right. It's behind about him. him. Yeah, it gets awesome. Well, turns out that they are getting their fifth and final season oh, on cool. Netflix. Um, for people that don't know the behind the scenes on TV shows, for the most part, most shows are written with a five season arc in mind. Are you, uh, are you saying this specifically no. because of the angry guy on Facebook? <laughs> no, no. Um, like Supernatural was written. Five seasons, like that was their story. They didn't think they were going to get more than that. Thirteen seasons later, yes. I mean, it, it showed the first uh, half of the six seasons. Wasn't um, Dexter was supposed to be? Dexter was five. It was supposed to be five. Yep. It was because yeah, it was the after the fourth season they had to like they completely rewrote everything to try and make him survive. Yeah. So I mean, there there was lots of shows like like that. So when people are upset, ah, oh, it's being ended. That fourth season was probably one of the best seasons of television I've ever watched. It was so just to the point and written so well that they're going to end the story that they started and we're going to get 10 more episodes and it's going to be amazing. So at the end of season four, spoiler alert, um, Lucifer decides that he has to go back to hell because the demons are realizing that he's not coming back and starting to not follow his rules. Mm. All right. So let's go right back into Mauerland. I will say that uh, episode two is stellar, and I, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for being a naysayer, because I will say this is the best of the DC original shows. My God, Swamp Thing's amazing. Swamp Thing is one of the best comic TV shows in a long time. I might just say TV shows. As it's far horror-related TV shows, so good. I would say this and Outcast. As far as comic-related horror content, I've never seen... I mean, this is just... It's a, it's a league of its, and its own. People are bashing the acting a little bit. And it does have a little bit of that soap opera romance to it. Hmm. I feel the way they're showing Abby Arcane's how she's falling in love with Alec Holland. Um, since they didn't really spend much time together. Like in episode two, you know, you see that she was starting to have feelings for him. And then she watches the tapes where she realized that he had feelings for her. Like they're doing a really good job of developing the characters. But the horror of it is wow. Like the green talking to everyone and they haven't called it the green yet in it. But like the little girl kind of being the voice of Swamp Thing. Oh, my God. The look of him when he just freaks out. And I like that he doesn't know his powers yet. Yeah. Like he starts getting beat up a little bit of a guy stabbing him and then realizes, wait a minute. Yeah. As he's being stabbed, he's like, no, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Uh, I regenerate. I have self bandages. So anyway, canceled. We did the breakdown of it. That next morning, yeah, we get a news that it was canceled. Um, lots of conflicting reports. First, it was the DC didn't like the direction of it. Then it was the tax break. They were supposed to get forty million, and they only got twelve million. North Carolina governor stepped up, and he was like, "Nope, it wasn't that. We told them from the beginning it was going to be this, and throwing some shade that way." Um, there might be a new reason for it, and it might be bad news for a lot of your DC content. Well, technically, just one. Because if Swamp Thing is going to get a, a revival, so the rumor is that Swamp Thing might get a revival on this new network. Uh, Titans gets to moves over because they're in the middle of working on season two. Doom Patrol might not get another season. Yep. Now, we've talked about it on the show, Warner's... Which, by the way, that's a travesty because Doom Patrol is one of the funniest <laughs> shows I've ever seen in my life. We've talked about the Warner, AT&T, HBO. You don't, you don't seem to understand how funny <laughs> this show is. Yeah. The, the, are, you, are you talking about that Flex Mentalo episode? Yes. When he flexes the wrong muscle. Mm-hmm. I can't say it because we're, we're a family-friendly show, but that was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in a TV show ever. But ever. It, it looks like they're going to be launching that 
that new network. It's going to be $17 a month, and it's going to be a com- combination of HBO, all of the Warner stuff. Have you ever seen AT&T. a street climax before? I have. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense to you. <laughs> That's okay. You should go watch Doom Patrol. Try and make all it survive right. this whole merger thing. But yeah, the real reason Swamp Thing was canceled is we really don't know, and we might not ever know. $17 a month? $17 a month, so it's going to be competing with Netflix. Yeah, the, the wacky inflatable balloon man de- <laughs> deflated. We're just ignoring him right now. 17 now, bucks a if month. You, if you watch the show, I guarantee you everybody who's watched the show who's listening right now isn't paying attention to you. <laughs> All right. Moving on. I, I think we've got to wrap it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, we still have other things to talk about. You're right. Um, I might want to do it quickly. <laughs> so we talked about the Disney Plus. Did you see the concept art? Mm-hmm. Yep. Loki's stupid logo. It's just standing behind Jaws. So it's taking place in the 70s. So we don't really, we know nothing about it. It's is the image. Tesseract able to travel through time? I don't think so. But we have no idea what the show's about. We have no idea where that shot was taken from. We was have- Loki on Earth before we see him in the MCU? We don't know. Because I thought he mentioned like being the first time he went there to what's his name? Uh, we don't know. I don't I mean, know. We, like, there's no point even speculating because it make none of it makes sense. So until the show comes out, and I the, have no idea. And there's going to be a Scarlet Witch show now and a WandaVision. No, I thought that was just one show, WandaVision. So they just put up a picture of her by herself with her name too. I don't know. I, don't, I only ever saw. I just saw the one photo with Loki. I didn't see another one. There was another one with her, and it had like a new logo for Scarlet Witch underneath of it. And then they had the Wanda, the official WandaVision. Like promo picture? Well, maybe it was just the promo picture and someone snapped a like, this show's going to have these two characters. Okay. They, there's been no official announcement besides WandaVision. And then we got the new logo for uh, Falcon, uh, Falcon, Bucky, Winter Soldier. Is it called Falcon and Winter Soldier? Or is it getting an actual name? I think it's the Falcon. I think they're just putting the names of the characters as the shows. Um, It looks less cheesy than the original logo. It's a little bit more streamlined, but. I didn't think the logo was that cheesy. But the Loki one having like the capital L lower, like the normal way you'd write Loki. Well, no, it's like a capital K, K capital L, then O, and a, a lowercase I. That's a lot in the books. Do that a lot. They do. Mm-hmm. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're good. I mean, hopefully this is true. But supposedly for Disney Plus, um, Larry H- Houston. Yeah, Gail got it. Gail got. It. He Houston? pitched like, bringing right? back. Uh, the X-Men animated series, but Baby Huey, you'll have to reach. Didn't they lose like the rights to that at the end of it? Cause it went to Brazil and like they had, like if you watch the last season of X-Men, the animated series, it's trash cause they had new animators and they had a new production company. A lot of the colors were wrong on it. I think when they did that, they sold the rights to that, to that company because they couldn't afford to pay them to animate it, but they were making money off of all of the toys at that line. So I don't know if they got those rights back. Remember, cartoons at that time were real weird because they were really expensive to make and all they needed was enough so they could sell toys for it. So if you watch that last season, I remember like they, they it's almost like the bad Spider Man and people don't realize it. Like Wolverine's colors are wrong in a lot of it and like it's well, yeah, very but choppy. They did that with Ninja Turtles too, where their masks were all messed up. And now you know, it's nostalgic. I would almost if they brought it back, I hope they do the same thing. Well, they brought it back. They <laughs> mess it up on purpose. They gotta start bringing Professor X back from the Shi'ar Empire. 
Well, that's the thing is they want to pick the show up right where it left off. They can. I don't know if I like that. They can. That show got real soap opery real quick at the end. The end there got was a little hard to watch. That's it was like, the other. All right, guys. I mean, look, this is when, I, and I get it, because in the X in the books, this is it's how it went, because they started making money, so they separated into like twenty five million books. But it got real. The, the only thing they convoluted. have to say is they were the best uh, adaptation of the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. Like it they was. got it right. They did. So I'd like to see it with the new direction. I just don't know if they can do it. So that news was kind of like meh. Wonder Woman eighty four poster. It's all right. I don't. It, it's it, somebody it's says it's very, the Alex Ross armor. It's very eighties. So She's got freaking shoulder pads. It was, was the eighties, man. <laughs> so it's. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have an opinion on it until I see a trailer. Um. Side note on that is James Gunn has stated that he is staying with the DC universe and going to help them rebuild it. Okay. Cool. So it looks like he's just going to go back and do the last Guardians movie, wrap up his little story there, and then come back and be the I'm new okay boss of DC. I would love to see James Gunn and what he can. I mean, I, I, did you imagine him doing Green Lantern? Jeff Johns wrote it with, J, with, with uh, James Gunn directing. Has James Gunn done things that weren't comedy, though? Slither? <laughs> that was comedy. I know. Good. <laughs> it was, and it was terrible. It had Nathan Villian in it. Yeah, it was still terrible. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if he did something, like, I just don't know how, he, if he applies his tone to every film, it might be a little bit much. And that's where Marvel, the MCCU, was almost feeling like Thor Ragnarok is Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians, like, everything feels like they were pulling from that Guardian script. I thought Ragnarok was Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. That was I, I Guardians get, Part 3. No. I, I get what you're I get, saying. Yeah, I get that there's similarities between the two of them, but that was with TD as well. I mean, that's him. Yeah. That's his humor. You watch an interview with that guy. The dude. That, He's Flight of the Concords? He, so think of Korg in Endgame. That's him. Oh, really? In real yes. life. Like that, the shirt that he's wearing, they literally put Korg in that shirt because that's the shirt that he wears all the time. Wow. Mm-hmm. He, he's just, he's a goofy guy. Not the day, not the Watiti. <laughs> and Dwayne Johnson's rumored to play the thing in the Fantastic Four MCU reboot. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think it's going to happen because because he's, he's Black doing, Adam. He's Black he's Adam. Black Adam, and he's getting locked into some pretty big contracts from what it sounds like over at DC. But here, I mean, can, does anybody think of Ben Grimm and think? No, I think Michael Chiklis. No. Yes, or hundred percent, or. Give us Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel could be cool. Uh, Michael Chiklis. Just take, what is it, the Iron Giants voice? Michael uh, Chiklis. <laughs> really? To bring him back. This is Michael Chiklis. <laughs> like, he was the best part of the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. The only problem is, is they, ha- you know, what if they skip the origin? I think at this point they're going to do that. Like they're going to pull a Spidey? Yeah, what's the point? I think they'll go right into Future Foundation. Really? Because it's an easy way to pull Spider-Man in. Future Foundation. Future Foundation is uh, the smartest children of the world, essentially working on the problems of everything. So it is a, is a school that was created. That's where, like, where Valeria and, and Franklin, that's where they went to school. Uh, and it was full of a whole bunch of kids of different uh, creeds and races and, and, gender and um, species. It was all it was pretty wild stuff. But it was... They were just smart. Wildly smart. Like not, was... We're not talking like... We're not talking like, you know, the, the, the elite class in your high school like, <laughs> like riri williams was uh mentally challenged compared to most of these why you have to 
Wow. Isn't she? I mean, you're not. I mean, I get the, the point you're trying to make, but. She's what, wow. the seventh smartest now? But Riri Williams would be a part of the Future Foundation. Yeah, it was, absolutely. And but who it, was on the team? It was Spider-Man. But I still think what an easy, the easiest Easter egg you could do at the end of Spider-Man is literally getting, having him get a letter from the Future Foundation. Boom. Fantastic Four in the world. And then that's the building that they were moving. That's in. the Baxter building. Yeah. Well, so right now people are still saying if the Sony deal gets re-upped, it'll be Oscorp. But the Sony deal being re-upped is looking worse and worse every day. So Spidey's might be getting pulled. I hope not. I hope not, because it would be a stupid move. Don't do it, Sony. Um, All right. And uh, last but not least, you can rent Tony's cabin from the endgame. Not you can. We will. We will. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it for my birthday this year. I I would be there. I would be there with just a bell on for you. Where's the bell going to be? Can I pull it out? You can choose. (laughs) Ring that bell. (laughs) Features? He's wearing a bell. What are you wearing? Clothes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> On that note, features do that thing. <laughs> well, you can find us at Welcome to Fireside at welcometofireside.com, where you can find us on social medias as Fireside Crew on Twitter or Welcome to Fireside on Instagram, Facebook. That's it. That's it. That's you it. Can, you, where else? You can find us it. everywhere, but those are Easter eggs. <laughs> those are Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> They're there, but they really don't do much. Once again, I'm Menti. Um, features. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on the OG Podcast Network. That's OGPodcastNetwork.com or the app. Excelsior. Like I was waiting for Deuces. Sucker. Gay ball ball. I can't believe that's still here. <laughs> but I've got a question for you. Goat or fish? <laughs>